Hello, and welcome to Erasable, the pencil podcast. This is episode number eight. I am Johnny Gamber on hosting duties this week, and I am joined by two of my pencil heroes for our pencil hero episode number one, Tim Wassum and Andy Welfley. How are you guys doing? Hey, very good. How are you? Well. Excellent. So today, after we do our many, many, many fresh points and probably talk for a long time about the new field notes that everyone's very excited about, we're going to each pick one of our pencil heroes and talk about why they're our pencil hero. And I, and I don't know if we're going to read little passages, but I have one for Hemingway. Um, do you guys want to say who your heroes are as a little preview? My, I don't think it's probably not much of a surprise to people who've heard other episodes, but my pencil hero is... I had no choice other than John Steinbeck for my, <laughs> my pencil hero. I, I couldn't. There are other people I have in mind that I'll do for future ones, but I couldn't in good conscience not do John Steinbeck for the first one. <laughs> the, class of, uh, the class of June 2014. <laughs> <laughs> so, How about you, Mr. so mine, I took it in a slightly different direction. I, uh, I actually picked the guy who uh, first kind of like talked me into blogging about pencils, and that's Don Bell. And so I was just going to tell a couple little stories about him. Uh, he ran the Pencil Things website. And I, I actually haven't heard from him in like, like almost two years. So I hope he's, I hope he's all right. But anyhow, I'll, uh, so that's somebody I know personally. But I'll, eventually I'll do like a, like a literary hero, somebody like that. Excellent. And like Tim, I would not be able to sleep tonight if I didn't do my big hero. That's uh, Ernest Hemingway, nice. which I, I think I mentioned that once before. That's the guy that got me into pencils. Well, um, as and, Tim said, it's uh, it's for Father's Day. You have you have Papa for Father's Day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know he was a terrible father. <laughs> he, he had some cats though. He was a good cat cat dad. Yeah, the six toed guys. Yeah, say so he loved them so much they had six toes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is love. <laughs> okay, before we do our no. before we do our fresh points, I thought I would spring something on you guys that I didn't tell you about ahead of time. Um, I was wondering. What sort of pencils is in your? What pencil you have in your hand right now, or the last one you just used, and what you were writing on with? This is sort of like a voyeuristic thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll go first. Sure. I am. I have a few. I have three set up in front of me. <laughs> uh, I am writing with. I talked about it a long time ago. But remember when I broke that black wing, and so I was writing with it from the other end. Mm-hmm. The, the black wing. So I got that. Uh, I have a Mono One Hundred HB that I've been using a lot over the last couple days. And then I have one pencil that I'll talk about in my fresh points, but it is a uh, DC find uh, pencil I bought on my trip to DC. That's cool. Cool. I am writing on (laughs) (laughs) one of my uh, guilty stationary pleasures, which is uh, the cheap yellow legal pad, (laughs) which I love. So it's an Office Depot brand this time, but I've got some, uh, some up and up, Target brand ones that are pretty fantastic too. <laughs> they, they're easy on the eyes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Um, I actually have a a couple. I, I was just holding. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about it in the fresh points. But um, a guy um, named Dr. Hans Noodleman, uh, who I have been in uh, kind of email contact with a little bit. I think I may have copied you guys on it. Um, sent me um, some really cool old uh, Wald. Uh, pencils. They they make uh, a bunch of different bike parts, and he bought a huge lot of them on um, on eBay. And I actually he sent me one of one of the Walda pencils, and he gave me a bunch. So I'll be sending a couple to you guys too. Uh, and and I and he also sent me one of those. Um, oh, they're from Jet Pens. They're the uh, the Nano Dia pens. I think it's a is it a Mitsubishi pen? Yeah, it's a Mitsubishi, and it's it has that like like the Nano like diamond cores or whatever they are. Um, it's probably a gimmick, but I'm just about to sharpen it up and give it a try tomorrow. So, uh, that's the other one I have in my hand. I'll, I'll have a link to it in the show notes. And by the way, Johnny, where can one find the show notes? One can find the show notes at erasable.us slash eight. Yes. Lucky eight. <laughs> what, what about you, Johnny? What, what do you have in your hand right now? I am sitting here sniffing a mice grave, my pal, those sort of, um, there's, what do they call them? A, junior jumbo or a semi jumbo pencil they're sort mm. of halfway between fat and thin mm-hmm. they're very very fragrant yeah they're very hard for the um, they're sort of like a laddie but then the lead is a lot harder are you getting high that's sitting here yes 
Who's super <laughs> high from cedar? I hope C- no one can tell. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I have a little tiny pocket notebook from uh, Wright Pads in Baltimore that hmm. is stamped with cool uh, Civil War era um, aged letters that I got to use one down there one time, which is very cool. That is cool. I'm bragging. <laughs> <laughs> I live in Baltimore. All the cool places are by me. <laughs> yeah. I quite drinking with the stationary dirts. <laughs> I drink Blackwing <laughs> beer. <laughs> yes. That is like the unofficial beer of the Baltimore stationary geeks. They need to have a uh, special uh, uh, Palomino Blackwing edition. They need to see about Charles. Charles, if you listen to this podcast, you need to talk to the Blackwing brewery guys and make a yeah, make one that looks like a feral or something like that. <laughs> it's is Union that the, Brewery. Uh, oh, Union Brewery. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, we have a little giveaway this, or not a little giveaway. We've got a very nice giveaway this week from our friends at uh, Word Notebooks. They have some really cool, I don't know if they're like seasonal or just periodical releases. And the newest one is called the Indigo Series, which is three different books of the same blue. And they're very, very pretty. And they sent us five sets that we're going to give away next week, and we're going to tell you how to win them at the end of the podcast. So I know nobody's going to be skipping ahead, but... Yes. You have to listen to the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Claw speaks. (laughs) So, do you guys want to move on to our fresh points? Sure. That's a little Shredder-esque, too. (laughs) Turtles. The turtle. (laughs) Get gadget. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So I guess I'll start the fresh points out. This is Andy. Um, I'm here to um, talk about the new Field Notes book, uh, but not the one that you guys think. I'm not going to talk about the Arts and Sciences one because uh, Johnny's the only one who actually has one in his hand right now. Um, so, uh, Tim, you don't have a new Field, Zone, field Notes, do no, you? No, I haven't ordered any yet. Okay, I haven't either nice yet. Yeah. Um, I actually just today was looking on uh, in the Field Notes Facebook group, which this is like maybe the third time in the row I think I promoted this group. But it's, it's seriously the best reason to be on Facebook. Uh, yeah. They are very active. They're very knowledgeable. They're very interesting. Uh, Field Nuts on um, on the Facebook group. They also have a website, fieldnuts.com. Um, but anyhow, um, they link to a uh, – it's it's called Cole. It's a, it's a headwear company. They have hats. Um, they do a partnership with uh, Draplin Design Company. And they have a new um, USA kit. And it comes with this, like, denim baseball hat. Uh, with this really cool, like, thick lines, 1970s-looking uh, kind of USA um, patch on it. And uh, it also comes with, and you can also buy it separately if you don't, if you didn't want to buy the hat as well. Um, you can buy three packs of the special DDC Field Notes, uh, this USA edition. It has, uh, the bottom third is red and white stripes, and the top th- two-thirds is, uh, like, uh, like a blue, like a rich blue. It's super cool. It's very kind of like it reminds me. I don't know if anybody watched any of the the World Cup going on today, but uh, some of the Americans were painted up uh, yeah. that kind of, to kind of look like this field notes, which I'm it kind I'm of looks sure like their their uniforms too. It does. Oh. It it does. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just it's very bright. Um, every year for uh, for Fourth of July, my my wife likes to buy something kind of like you know some American flag looking gaudy thing. I told her this year she needs <laughs> to buy, um, and and she'll admit it. She likes to buy gaudy things, uh, just for just for the Fourth of July. Um, I told her this year she should buy these field notes because they are really cool, and they're eleven ninety five for three of them, uh, and the link is in the show notes. But they only made five thousand, so uh, apparently they're going pretty quick. So so that is. This new field notes that I just today found out about that's really, did really you, neat. Sorry if I missed it, but did you mention what is the the print on the pages inside? Oh, um, the ones oh. that they... Sh- I, oh, here it is. I the believe fine. they're gra- grid uh, graph paper. Yeah, grid printed yeah. in a fine mist of coal, uh, <laughs> XDDC, XUSA, Brad Blue ink. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're very descriptive, so... I know, Tim, that you're you're over, over the grid, but... Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe a little hyperbole, but yeah. <laughs> no, I, I understand. I, I am, I am over. <laughs> I am, I think, over the yeah. grid. But I'll get to that. <laughs> Hipster. <laughs> Did you guys order some? I, I didn't order this. I, I don't, guys. I have so many field notes. I have so I many little notebooks, notebook. and and actually, I have a pile of non field notes uh, paper in front of me. Um, actually, that kind of leads into one of my other points, which is just that I have so so much paper. I have. 
like four views kind of stacked up of things that I need to do. I think what I'm going to do on Wood Clinched is have just, uh, I think I'm going to have uh, July be paper month and just like do a bunch of notebook reviews because I have uh, this Word notebook that I just kind of tapped into. I just filled up my, my last field notes. Not my last one, but one of my field notes. Uh, I have that. I have a, a, something from Slim Note, which is made by the Tiny Toe Press. They um, sent me these like little tiny notebook that's really cool, plus this other one that has a, a, a hex grid on it. I, um, I was talking about it on Twitter with uh, Heath from uh, Pen, Paper, Ink, Letter a little bit, and, and it has a, just a hex, has a hexagonal grid, and I have zero idea of what to do with it. Um, <laughs> but, it's, but it looks cool. So I'll, like, I'll, wait, like honeycomb? Yeah, like a honeycomb, basically. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll post a picture. It's, it's super weird, and I, I have no idea what one would do with it except like map like a settler of Catan board or something like that. <laughs> that sounds, that's a great, that's a perfect idea. That's what they're made to do. Exactly. <laughs> I think you just solved it. I think I did. <laughs> so <laughs> they should team up with settlers of Catan. Um, but anyhow, I, I have, I have these, I have um, like these other cool little ones that jet pen sent me. There's a tidbit notebook and these it's the pocket department of the Princeton architectural press company they make these little notebooks that are, are really neat so i have uh, so many things to review so i, I think I, I just don't need to buy any more field notes <laughs> i think i think i think i'll get the new arts and sciences one and i i do love this american flag one but i don't know guys i don't know they're just that it's so easy to spend your money yeah and it's in the yellow I, belly I band like tons of them yeah and i can't talk uh like Field notes. I, I can't talk Kudal into just being like, "Hey, I'm a really important pencil blogger. Send me some free stuff." <laughs> they they don't uh they don't fall for that. So <laughs> yeah. So uh, so there's that. Um, yeah. So I did I did just switch to a Word notebook. Um, I took about six pages of notes on on Saturday. Kind of the first thing first way thing I did. Um, it's really nice. Um, Johnny, you write the papers really nice. Um, Love it. Yeah, and I, I I've sort of been trying out these little like bullet point things on the side. Um, I haven't really used it as a to do list really, but I've I've used it as kind of bullet points, and it's it's pretty easy to do. It kind of saves me some space. Yeah, I like it a lot. It's it's it kind of bent in a weird way that my field notes didn't bend in my pocket. Um, but we'll see how how that goes as time goes by. I've got I got a set of I'll just join you on that while yeah. you're, while you're talking about it, but. Uh, Word Notebook sent me a pack too mm-hmm. of the NBO, and I I just love them. They're yeah. great. Um, they're I think Johnny la- last week I think when I was listening to the uh, episode that I uh, wasn't there for, you were talking about how you thought it was the best or it held. Would you say it took more graphite than Field Notes did, or something like that? I don't forget how you said yeah, it, but but it doesn't um, you know it doesn't dull your pencil. Like yeah, I, lo- I love scout books, but sometimes if you use a black wing in there, you're gonna get like a word like hello, and then you have to sharpen it again. <laughs> yeah, that's. But these are a good medium. Yeah, I think you hit it on the head there because I that's, I noticed that right off the bat. And I've used I use mine about four pages uh, so far, and I yeah I really I really love it, and uh, I can talk about it a little more later. But I, I like the little checklist. Format. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean it's it, when I first saw it, I was thinking, well, that's sort of limiting but not really because you don't have to use it so on some pages i've used it on some i haven't and it's it's really handy i even like their little uh notation system yeah bullet point important in progress complete and all that stuff i thought that was uh really helpful and i was definitely referencing that a lot i like the it's got a, a nice heft to it like it's just a touch bigger than a field note like as far as weight weight mm-hmm. goes and so i've got it in my davis leatherworks case uh, and it just feels right in there. So I'm, I may, I mean, of course, like I said, I'm only four pages in, but I've loved it so much right off the bat that as far as quality and as far as fitting what I like to carry around for kind of random notes for a brain dump notebook, I may even like it better than, than field notes. So, hmm. but it's only been four pages. So I, I I'll reserve total judgment, but I've just really, <laughs> I've really judged really, uh, yeah, I really loved it so far. I'm really, really appreciative of them uh, sending those because I've been wanting to try them for a while. Absolutely. Yeah, they sent me a couple of the of the logo stickers too, and I'm definitely going to stick one on my laptop. They're really cool. Yeah, I put one on my Nalgene at the water bottle thing. Mm. 
cool. <laughs> Sorry. It's like Every, I don't. everyone in Tennessee has Nalgene's, and so I t- take it for granted. But yeah, those like big, chunky plastic water bottles, and I slapped a. I have a, hmm. I have a word word notebook sticker and a done paper sticker and a Goulet pen sticker on there right now. Oh, cool. So that's cool. It's got a theme for sure. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. And, uh, I was also going to mention, um, in case you all have not listened to it, um, we, you know, we had Heath, uh, Heath Cates from, uh, uh, we, the people on last week, uh, or last episode, uh, in, uh, in Tim's absence. And, uh, Tim, we took a vote and we voted you off the Island. We're just going to have Keith, Keith, do it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People don't know this, but dun, I just dun, forced. Dun. I just forced my way back on yeah. the Skype call. So. Yeah, he's standing over my shoulder right now. <laughs> yeah, I've got a gun to his head. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a really, a really sharp black wing. Dude, <laughs> really, really sharp. One false move, and I've got lead poisoning. <laughs> Bury it to the pharaoh. <laughs> Up to the pharaoh. Um, no, so he uh, he just released his his podcast about pencils. He he recapped a lot of the. Um, uh, a lot of his posts and a lot of the stuff we did on the on the on the blog for the week and had some other good good points too. So uh, a link to his podcast is in the show notes. Um, I don't know how he does it. He you know he's all by himself up there and he talked for over an hour about that. And you know he he had uh, I mean he had a lot to say and he went through it really well. But like man, I would just go like I would get cottonmouth like really quick if I were in his shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, the, the other thing I wanted to uh, mention um, is that I did get that email from uh, Dr. Hans Noodleman, and I, I'm not quite sure if that's, that's his real name or if that's a, like a nom de plume, uh, nom de pencil, graphite. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we talked last week about, um, about bicycles, I think, and I, I said, uh, he goes, I heard you mention that every member, member of the Erasable team likes bicycles. I grew up in my father's bike shop from the early 1970s to the late 1980s. Just a couple of weeks ago, while looking through a box I had in storage, I came across an old pencil. I immediately recognized it as a pencil that had been in my dad's bike shop. It was an advertising pencil for the Wald Company, which is perhaps the oldest bike parks manufacturer in the country and still going strong. I figured that the pencil dates back to the 1960s. It was in pretty rough shape, well used and missing its eraser. I sent a picture of my find to a couple of pencil-loving friends. Within five minutes, I got an email response telling me there was a guy on eBay selling the exact pencils. He had hundreds of them in new condition. So much for my rare find, but I went ahead and ordered a big box of 200 new old stock walled pencils from the eBay seller. I'd be happy to send a few your way for yourself and your erasable partners if you'd like. And so, uh, so I responded like, yeah, that would be super cool. So uh, yeah, he sent me a bunch of these pencils. They're really neat. Um, they have the awesome. yeah they have the walled logo and kind of a, a red uh, and it has that kind of um, oh I can't think of what this this is called like the it looks like little like a pebbly surface that it, when you when you're engraving a metal that you create or when you're casting um, it kind of looks like it has that texture on it but it doesn't and it just has some some big old big old type that's really neat so I'll be sending those those things along in your your next package. Um, and thank, thank you for, we, we, yeah, we have some really great listeners. Like I've, this Mm -hmm. is, you know, not the first correspondence I think that we've had with our listeners. Yeah. Um, the other, I was going to mention a couple other pencils that, um, I have, I don't really know how they are in line in terms of performance, but in terms of design, they're really, really neat. Um, there's one called the Perfetto pencil. And, uh, did you guys see my link for this? Mm-hmm. I had it in show mm-hmm. notes. Um, it's a desi- It's by uh, designed by Louise Feely, uh, who is a uh, graphic artist, and they're just really neat, like black and red pencils. And they they're kind of like um, it's kind of those pencils that have you know a black graphite on one end and a red graphite on the other end, and they kind of alternate in in um, you know shape and size, the in colors, and it just is a gorgeous case. I have a friend who's getting buying some of that, and they were asking me you know, what I, you know, what I thought of the quality and I, I've never used them, but you know, I've, I've seen them before and they just look gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So I would love yeah, to, looker. yeah, I'd love to get some of those and put them on display. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, so I have those in the field notes if anybody wants to take a look. Um, I also have one, uh, I found one, uh, there's a little boutique, uh, here in Fort Wayne that just opened and I've probably had like six Facebook friends of mine, uh, send me this link. Uh, they're selling pencils made by Hester and Cook. Um, and my guess is that they're, you know, produced by, 
you know, some other company and they just kind of put their branding on it. Um, but they're really neat. They have, um, these assorted pencils, um, pencil packs. There's a carpenter pencil. There's like a, a wax pencil, a bridge pencil. So it's really thin, a jumbo hex and a jumbo round pencil that all come together in this really gorgeous design case. Uh, that one's 13 bucks. Um, you can also buy a set of carpenter pencils. Um, they're dual tipped. They're red on one end and black on the other end. Uh, that's also $13. And then you can also buy just a set of uh, nine bridge pencils. So they're, they're those really long, skinny ones. So, yeah, they're um, they're from Nashville. I don't know. Um, hmm. Yeah, they're well, I guess Nashville's a little bit away from you, uh, Tim. Yeah, it's about five hours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Tennessee's Tennessee a wide is, state. Yeah, if you turn Tennessee straight up on mm-hmm. its edge, like and put the from the point, uh, if like we're at the the eastern side of the state, it comes up to a point that's like where I live. If you take the bottom of the state and then turn it straight up so it's vertical, it would touch Canada. Oh wow! Hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Thanks. Huh? Yeah, it's um. So yeah, these are really neat. I don't know. I, I have no idea what the pencil factory is. I don't really know much about Hester and Cook. Looks like they, they're a design company, but yeah, they have some cool stuff. I have a link to that in the show notes too, in case anybody wants to see that. What does I a don't... bridge styled pencil mean? Um, I assume it has something to do with, with bridge the card game. Yeah. It's like a size of pencil. Yeah. Or yeah. It's, it's, um, you know, I've always sort of known them as, um, like telephone dialer pencils. They're those really, really skinny ones, um, that, they're they're just like the regular pencil pencil length, but they're probably, you know, a th- like two thirds of the diameter of a, a regular pencil. Mm-hmm. And I I'm not 100 percent sure what why they were that skinny when you played bridge, but I I believe that you like you use it to kind of keep sto- keep score or keep tally when you when you play with it when you use it. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll look that up and see if I can find a reason why it's skinny and put that on uh put that on in show notes. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's really neat. Um, and my last point, yeah. So uh, on the same day, um, a couple weeks or last week, Johnny and I posted a review of the very same pencil. <laughs> um, it was the the uh, Montverde um, multi tool mechanical pencil. And mine will be up this week. Very cool. That's <laughs> hilarious. I'll I'll put that in the show notes too. But. <laughs> it's uh it was it was funny first of all I think it was funny that we all picked the same pencil in the same color to try and review <laughs> um but also it was just a really interesting thing to do like it's probably one of the hardest reviews I've had to do just because like it does so much so many different things mm-hmm. and yeah and I think at least Johnny and I came I think to about the same conclusion I don't know if you read them Tim I don't know if you want to jade your review but yeah, I actually avoided it because of that. I, yeah. I wanted to wait. But yeah, so we won't. Go uh, but go ahead. You can go ahead and talk about it. Oh, well, I, I was just going to mention to say that it was, I mean, not only was it harder to review it because it wasn't, because it was a mechanical pencil, but also because it was a screwdriver and a stylus and all these other, other things, too. So I fixed uh, my screen door with it. Hey, there you go. <laughs> That's, uh, I, I tightened my, uh, my eyeglasses with it. So, <laughs> so I, I'll, I'll reserve, you know, judgment here, but. It was it was a fun thing to try to try to write about. I uh, and I also figured out how to combine one of my other loves, which is uh, animated gifs. Uh, <laughs> I managed to get that in there too. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> that was fun. So yeah, that's uh, that's all I I really had for my fresh points. Uh, awesome. You want to go next, Mister Tim? I'd love to. Um, so I was going to talk about Word notebooks. But Which one are you using, Tim? Touch that. Um, I have. Do they have names? I don't think so. There's the. I, I have the one that has the. Uh, it, it almost looks like a constellation where there's like the dots and then the dotted lines. That's the one I'm the using. Dot. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, I've been using that, and like I said, I've been loving it. Uh, it feels it feels really good in my Davis Leatherworks case, and I don't know if you guys have seen these and I think Johnny you might have talked about this before but I've really been jonesing for a uh, field notes cover slash wallet hmm. have either of you ever used one of those uh, I have one. Oh, you have is that yes. the one that Cody made you yeah I have one that's uh, made of red cordura it's really really ah, pretty that's awesome yeah I w- I've been really wanting one because I 
I hate wallets. I hate carrying wallets, and I also hate when my pockets are full. But because I'm such a you know an obsessive uh, pencil, pen, notebook carrier, and then I also unfortunately have to carry a wallet. My pockets are always stuffed full of junk. So um, <laughs> I really want to try out one of those. And I, I was thinking about that with this that I'd really love to be able to carry this nice little lined notebook around and have my uh, debit card and ID and stuff, maybe even a pen holder. I know that uh, Field Notes sells one, but it's it's really expensive. Kind of, kind of crazy expensive. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I might hunt around for a different one. Uh, yeah, so I really, I really enjoy that. I just want to say thanks to the folks at Word Notebooks again for sending that because I really, really appreciate it and I've really enjoyed it for these last couple days. Um, I have kind of two points I was going to talk about that just happened to, to tie in to my hero, <laughs> my pencil hero, which maybe that's a sign of how much of an influence he has on me and my pencil uh, life. But I have a, I've, I've reworked my daily carry of pencils, and I really like it because I was, and I'll, I'll talk about this again, but with, I'm talking about John Steinbeck, but he used to start every day with a certain number of sharpened pencils that he would sharpen along the way. And it just kind of got me thinking that I had been carrying, uh, I don't know if you all remember my Instagram pictures, my post where I showed that Monsters case. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah. That yep. metal case. So I've been carrying that, and it's just got kind of one of everything in there. Hmm. And I just got to noticing that after a while that I've been carrying all these pencils, and I've been using certain ones a whole lot, and other ones had just been sitting there unused like the whole time, like ones that I just didn't even want to use, you know. Mm-hmm. So I went through and I made a new arsenal, a new carry that I'm going to take around with me. And you know, Steinbeck had certain pencils that he liked, and he had them, you know, all of these sharpened and ready to go. And so I outfitted my case with three Palomino 602s, three Palomino HBs, three Mono 100 HBs, three Pearls, and three Field Notes pencils. Hmm. Um, kind of like all of my favorites right now, and several of each, so I can just have them all sharpened, and I can rotate through them. An interchange, and there's no pencils that I'm just never going to use. Some of them I even liked, but I'd just been carrying around and didn't, uh, just didn't find myself picking up. Kind of like the uh, uh, General's Layout. Mm-hmm. Um, I had bought some of those, and jo- or a couple of those, and then Johnny sent me another one. And I really love that pencil, but I just never pick it up for some reason. Um, just things like that. And so now I feel like I've reworked my my pencil carry so that I've got stuff that I'm going to use all day and I feel like they're all of a quality that I can just pick one up out of the case and write um, and I don't have to deliberate too much which has been been really nice because over the summers I get to do more of my own writing and I do it by hand and so I can just kind of scroll you know roll through those pencils if one if one dulls down then I can move on to something else. Do you find yourself carrying it places, or is it just mostly at your desk since you're not going to school? I, I carry it places because usually when I get a chance to work on my writing, mm-hmm. uh, my wife will have our you know, our son. And I'll I'll step out of the house and go somewhere else close by to a, a coffee shop or something. And I have one of those the Done Paper uh, Mountain Briefcase, mm-hmm. a Topo Designs bags, which is awesome. I love that thing. Um, so I carry it in that. That's mm-hmm. usually what I do. All the pencils, the pencils I use at home are in my Dudek uh, groove, which is right here in front of me. Um, but, uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. so that's it. But that was influenced by Steinbeck. The other thing that he influenced, uh, and Andy kind of hinted at this earlier because of a tweet I put out today where I realized that I think I'm over graph paper. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what brought it on, but I, for the longest time, before I really got into pens, pencils and nice paper and stuff like that I was always a line paper just because you really don't even think about there being an option for the most part because mm-hmm. uh, that's just what I would buy you know buying the Mead notebooks and things like that for school but I then switched completely to grid because I was like oh this is cool and new um, but now I am kind of coming back and even coming back even further in the opposite direction as I said to Andy earlier, once I went blank, I couldn't go back. Um, <laughs> I love blank notebooks. You know, I love. Uh, I don't like being limited by any sorts of lines. And I should clarify a little bit because when I'm saying this, I'm talking mostly about full size notebooks, mm-hmm. uh, larger books that I'm writing in or journaling in, things like that. They have to be either blank 
or lined sometimes, but I really like them to be uh, blank if possible. If it's a pocket notebook, um, then I can deal with the graph because I'm just kind of jotting down notes, which that's fine. See, my uh, trouble. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say my trouble with um, with blank notebooks is I don't know if it's a product of me being left-handed or if it's just me being a sloppy writer, but I cannot keep a straight line mm-hmm. um, without without you know some sort of a line or a grid there. So I just hate the way that it looks when my hand starts to kind of slant down the page. Yeah, yeah. I think I I notice the same thing when I'm writing in print. Do you write in print? Uh, no, well, it's it's kind of a messy guess, cursive print hybrid. Okay, but well, I guess it makes sense with left-handed that you might like tilt down because when I write in print, I kind of wave my my words kind of go offline. But mm-hmm. I write mostly in cursive, hmm. like ninety percent of the time. And when I write in cursive, I notice that I write in nice straight lines. Hmm. But if I write in print, then I kind of it's easier for me to get offline. Yeah, but, I know. Uh, uh, Anna, my, Anna wrote something on her blog uh, recently about. Um, how to make a, a blank notebook with lines and, you know, she had like a template to, uh, to print off and put behind the page so you could see the line through it. Oh yeah. I've, I've seen people do that with the, uh, Oh, what's the name of that paper? It's that Japanese paper that, Oh, the Tomo river paper. Pen, uh, Pen podcast talks about. Yeah. 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 Tomo, Tomoe river. I think they said yeah. it was called. Yeah. We, but we all want it to be called Tomo because that sounds way better. <laughs> yeah. I have Americans. a, I have a like a really nice like uh, stationary set that has they call it a, a guide sheet back there. It's mm-hmm. it's and it's also kind of functions as blotting paper as well. Nice. So yeah, I'm sorry I kind of disrupted you. No, that's okay. That's no. That's that's what we're all about. <laughs> it's, it's conversation. Right? <laughs> um, but because my favorite, we've never talked about this, and I'm going to pose this question to you all right now. I know this is kind of running long at the beginning, but my favorite all time favorite field notes edition. Is it is still my favorite, but it's a graph edition. My favorite favorite is the uh, County Fair hmm. edition. I love it. That's mm-hmm. the one I've bought several times. I love carrying them. I love how they they age. I love the color of the grid and the way they sort of form to my my butt and my pocket and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so that's that's my favorite, and it's it's a grid, and so I'll still use that. But just with big notebooks, I'm noticing myself going back to blank, especially the big Piccadillys and Moleskins and Rhodia and stuff like that. Hmm. But what's, what's your favorite? I'm curious what you two would pick as your favorite field notes. Hmm. Johnny, do you have one? That's tough. Um, probably the American Tradesman from the summer 2011. Mm. Just because um, that. that was the first time I got a subscription for uh, Father's Day. And, uh, I mean, I like I blew right through them. I have two that aren't written in, and one that's written in a little bit that I bought when we bought our house two years ago for um, home projects. But I'm not using them for home projects because the paper is too small. But those those are my favorite. I thought the covers were just gorgeous, and the uh, the red ink inside was cool. And um, of course, they came with carpenter pencils and directions for carpenter pencils. So that's just the icing on cake. Perfect. I think uh, I think mine would either be. Um the drink local one that I just finished, uh, that cover is really nice. And it, it uh, yeah, it was really nice. Yeah. It held, it held up really well too. Uh, it's probably either that one or the, um, Oh, what's the name of it? It's the one, it was the first of the colors ever. Um, like the color subscription one. It's the, uh, it's like evergreen butcher, or butcher blue. Oh, Oh, the subscription one. craft green. That's the one craft green. It's the, oh, the, the balsam fir one. Yeah. It's the one from, uh, winter of 2010. Yeah, I like that one a whole lot. I just like the, like the Those feel of it. Yeah, and this just they they did a really kind of heavy silk screen of the field notes uh, on the front of it. So, I uh, I have a couple of those left, which I really like. Yeah, so probably one of those two. I also I have a um, America the Beautiful set in here that I have not used yet. Oh, um, that's my second those. favorite. Yeah, I um, I I haven't used them just because I don't want to get these covers like torn up because they're just gorgeous, mm-hmm. but. I know eventually that's inevitable. So this is this is why I I don't need any more of them because I have so many. <laughs> the collector inside me just wants to keep up with everybody and you know just hoard one away to sell later to build value and another one to use. But but dang, I just don't go go through them fast enough to keep up. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I use like one a week. I think I have a problem. <laughs> that's impressive. <laughs> Sometimes I, more. I, I'm proud of that. I think we should do an episode where we you know where we kind of talk about something like that because. Like I have no idea how you would do that. Like, 
I don't know if it's because I write really like small and in line and fill up a page and everything or yeah, I want to know what you write. Yeah. We should do an episode <laughs> where we just kind of go through like, you know, you know, obviously not anything you don't that's secret and you don't want to go through, but we go through like it's our journal. Secret. <laughs> we go through <laughs> our journaling habits. They're monitoring our Skype. <laughs> They're not monitoring our field notes. That would actually be really interesting <laughs> to go through and have everybody yeah. kind of walk through and say some of the things, the kinds of things that make it into your field notes. Yeah. Um, I'd like to hear from listeners too as the kind of stuff that they they end up putting in their field notes and pocket notebooks. Absolutely. There's a really good post. Uh, I'll find it for the show notes. But uh, on you ever read the blog Art of the Art of Manliness? Uh, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have they had one post uh, a while back that was the pocket notebooks of twenty like twenty famous pocket notebook users or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's fun to look through because there's pictures of like Mark Twain's pocket notebook and. Uh, George Patton's pocket notebook. It's really it's a, it's a neat post. Hmm. Kind of you get to see into you know what they used them for. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. But my last point, I'll hurry with this one. But oh, by the way, the reason that one was inspired by Steinbeck is because of the way that he wrote notebooks, which was you know this very small, small writing, and wanted to be as be able to fit as much in as possible. But I'll talk about that later. Uh, my last point is I yeah, I went on this trip to D.C. with my eighth graders. It was a great trip. Loved it. And I had said on the podcast that I was going to start looking for, uh, when I was there, I was going to look for some souvenir pencils. And that was the thing I was going to do as I went. But a few things happened. First of all, I did not have time. And I realized quickly that with 158th graders, (laughs) they weren't going to stop at every gift shop. Uh (laughs) Or or they would all be broke after the first gift shop. So, um, So we didn't actually even go by many gift shops just for that reason. Like at the Capitol, I really wanted to go in and see if I can find something, but they don't even let the kids go. They're like, Nope, you're fine. Keep hmm. going. Like you're not <laughs> like there's, there are certain ones that we stopped at, but a lot of them where we just needed to keep moving. Cause we moved fast on that trip. Like just went and we were just moving and moving and moving. So yeah. Um, anyway, so that was, so I didn't get many. I got a couple. Um, I got a couple at Monticello and I've got, uh, so I got. I think I actually found the same pencil you talked about, Andy. That has the faces of the presidents. Yeah, mm-hmm. Johnny, do you have one of those? No. I'm going to send you one because I've got. I got an extra oh, one, and you. then I've got a pencil for both of you um, from Monticello as well. And this is my favorite. I'm writing with this right now, but it's just a jet black pencil with a uh, black and white eraser. And uh, there's a huge quote from uh, Thomas Jefferson. Uh, it says, "I cannot live without books." And then it's from a letter, and then below it says it's from a letter from Thomas Jefferson to John Adams in 1815. So that's cool. And it's a really nice pencil. It writes like a 2B, actually. It's very dark. Hmm. A really nice pencil. And I actually looked on their website and might order some more. But I'm going to send you both uh, uh, one of those. But the well, other thing you. that happened, yeah, of course. Uh, the other thing that happened when I was on the trip and we were at some of these museums, uh, I realized really quickly that I am not a pencil collector because. There were some of these places that we did get to go in, and I was like, oh, where are the pencils? And you know, I, I hunted them down, went straight to them, saw them, and I just thought, nope. Yeah, no, some, some no. of them, it's just like they didn't <laughs> even try. Like, Not going to buy that. <laughs> yeah, they're just like uh, kind of crappy, like foil stamp things. Yeah, I mean, like the Air and Space Museum, I was like, oh, surely they'll have some cool pencils. The only one they had, you're at the Air and Space Museum, the only one they had was like bright pink or bright orange they, or something It's like one that. of those, those <laughs> mood pencils they have there. Yeah, it's like, what's, yeah. why would I want to buy this? So I didn't end up buying hardly any because the ones that I did find, I was kind of like, meh, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I did buy, it's not pencil related, but I did buy my first space pen mm. at at the Air and Space Museum. I got a Smithsonian Institute space pen. Yeah. So. Cool. Is it a little bullet was, space pen? Yeah. Those mm-hmm. are cool. And I bought a clip on Amazon, so I've been, that's the, the one pen I've been carrying. It's actually in my pocket right now. That's but, a good pen. Yeah. Yeah. But that's all I've got. Sorry, I think I ran a little long there. But me, not at all. Okay, Johnny, the big so reveal. I, I am going to brag about the field notes that I'm holding right now because, <laughs> <laughs> um, looking at these things, I like I feel like a a little kid because they increased their font size, so mm-hmm. the books look exactly like the regular ones. They're just kind of bigger, mm-hmm. so they make your hand look kind of small, but um. I feel like the quality control of these is a little better hmm. than uh, the last couple of years. You know, usually if I get a pack, something's got a bad corner or something like that. I don't really care because I just use them anyway. Yeah. But 
these are like perfect. Hmm. And um, the stamping's done really, really nicely. The the logos they came up with, one for arts and one for sciences, are really cool. And, I um, love those I buttons. I resubscribe just to get those buttons. <laughs> $100 buttons wow. right there, $50 each. <laughs> I, I, I took off for a year, and um, during that entire year, I bought two sets of everything, so I should have just subscribed and saved myself the trouble. Yeah. but And I didn't get the six-pack holder, which was really cool. Yeah. But um, was cool. one of the cool things they did was they changed the belly band. <clears throat> Sorry. So it has... Um, Usually they put like a little graphic of the page layout. So it has one of each page layout. And instead of saying memo books, it says notebooks, hmm. which I thought was pretty cool. Because obviously these hold a lot more. Um, another thing is on the website, I feel like the, the color of the arts notebook looks like the um, red-blooded and fire spotter. And it definitely doesn't in real life. It's almost like a little more purple. Hmm. Yeah, also really magenta cool. or something. Yeah, what do they call it? I find it they said something they about little, wine, I think, or Merlot mm-hmm. or something oh, like that. Yeah, yeah. So oh, they call it chili. Oh, it's Mohawk chili. Luke 110 pounds. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> that makes that sense. That is cool. <laughs> so what? Um, so what? What seems to have been pretty highly contested on the field nuts discussions is whether or not it'll fit in your pocket, and I think a lot of it depends on what kind of pockets you have. Yes, but, it's in the summer when you're rocking those cargo shorts. <laughs> uh-huh. Cool. I mean, it's a little worse for the wear, but so what? They're field nuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, they're a little harder to open because they have more pages and the cover is like a lot stiffer than you think it was going to be huh. for a 110 pound paper. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize they had more pages. Yeah, these have uh, 64. Hmm. And that makes sense because allegedly like, you know, one of the, one of the pages in the spread is not for, you know, writing. It's for like diagramming or something. So I mm-hmm. guess, I guess I could see that. Yeah. They put a lot of really cool, um, uh, like arts information in the art one. I don't want to give away too much if you're still waiting for yours, but um, there's like a little thing in there that tells you about artist brushes. That's pretty cool. Um, the science one has a periodic table in there, of course. That's a that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. And 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 apparently and, you uh, can get a prize if you solve a particular math problem. Yeah. I think I should get a prize for guessing the theme. I think you should too. I <laughs> I was completely in the dark, and Johnny was like, yeah. oh, "But it's like arts and sciences." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, <laughs> whatever." And before I sleep on the couch, I have to admit that my wife figured it out, not me. <laughs> I totally took credit for it. Well, you'll split I the showed prize her the videos. I'm like, "What do you think this is?" She's like, "Arts and sciences." Like, oh. <laughs> we were joking. How many PhDs does it take to figure this out? Two. <laughs> so, Aaron, Aaron Draplin or Jim Kudal, if you're listening to this. Uh, you can send uh, Johnny Gamber a special prize for having correctly guessed this. <laughs> I know that Aaron, Aaron um, kids gonna steal him. Yeah, I know that Aaron reads reads that he's subscribed to the field notes, so he did at least see it. And, and one of the um, my little fresh points is that I I sent the link, uh, I guess a couple episodes ago to Mr. David Reese for our podcast, and mm. he wrote back and said that he was gonna check it out, which makes me super super excited. Yay! Hi, David. Hello, David. <laughs> uh, what else on these I was kind of disappointed that they didn't give us any special staples but you know the stamping is silver so it just kind of makes sense that they're silver I just yeah. really like those copper ones yeah from America's Beautiful those were gorgeous yeah and actually, I want to mention I mean I didn't get mine yet I haven't ordered them yet but I love the idea of the arts one um, because I, I could see myself using the right side to write the prose and the left side to do edits, like where you can like draw, draw lines, mm. uh, diagrams of things that you're trying to write or trying to map, sort of map things. I'd really like that. I wish I could order just those by themselves. The science one sounds cool, but to me it almost seems like it'll be more of a novelty thing, especially al- along the lines of my uh, banishing graph yeah. paper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's like the ultimate yeah. graph paper. Yeah, right. it's like super You could probably ignore it. Plus, the science yeah. one is printed on a. The cover is sort of graphite colored. It kind of fits in with our. Yeah. Our favorite yeah. writing implements. Beautiful. Yeah. Um. I mean, I haven't written them yet, but I'm totally going to because I have an idea for a children's book that I'm going to write before I die, and I'll put this in a safe somewhere to write it in. Yeah, <laughs> the arts one. Um, I guess that's all I have to say about those. That won't spoil your fun when you get them. Oh, there's one more. Thing that uh, I know in the regular books they put a, a pertinent information section in that's just sort of blank, and in this one they label it hmm. for like your, your address and your city and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. Yeah, 
Um, and there's a little more space. You can actually write in it, write in, write your info in there a little bit. Is it the same color as the as the cover, the outside cover? Yep. Okay, so and I'd probably still want to use like my color. my white gel pen or something like that. Yep, I had to whip one out. Yeah. My, what do I have? The jelly roll one. Yeah. It's like a white paintbrush. It's lots of ink. Um, another thing I wanted to bring up is with our little um, Baltimore-based stationary geeks group. One person always comes out is Chris Roth from Write Notepads and Company, who we reviewed those in the winter on Pencil Revolution, and I was afraid I would get called out for being, um, I don't know, unfair because they're from Baltimore, but I was being totally fair. They're really, really nice. So they're working on a prototype of a pocket ledger, hmm. which is, it's sort of like, it's probably like a reporter's notebook in um, proportions, but it's a lot smaller. So it's, it's a little thinner and a little taller than your standard pocket notebook. Um, I don't know what they're going to do permanently, but they have a sort of temporary closure on the bottom, a little black elastic. So Chris gave me one that we can give away on the uh, podcast next week or the week after sometime. But um, the pages look like what you'd use if you worked at a diner. Hmm. I think it's pretty awesome. They're just holding it right now. There's a lot of pages in it, too. Can you... Um, that night for a bar order. Can you uh, send me a picture and I'll post it to the show notes because I, I would love yeah, to absolutely. see something like that. Yeah. yeah, This one's still like prototyping. The print is in black. Usually they use a, a red Pantone print mm-hmm. for the or Pantone ink for the covers. And I think these are, this particular book is letterpressed, but I don't think they're going to letterpress them when they go to production. I think they'll be offset printed. Hmm. So but this is this is super, super cool. Like collector's item, I guess. And also super useful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and my last thing was... You guys can probably appreciate the the difficulties in writing reviews about stuff where you don't know how much you like it, but you could see that somebody else might like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ran into this problem with uh, the Dixon Ticonderoga electric pencil sharpener. Mm. Because as far as electric pencil sharpeners go, it's pretty nice, but I realized that I really hate electric pencil sharpeners more than I thought I do. Yeah. yeah. They're noisy. And uh, you know, they don't have an aperture, so you've got to hold the pencil like perfectly still. Um, but the other cool thing is you get a delicious long point and they're really easy to, um, like do a touch up, just kind of drop it in for a second. Mm. And now the was, not quite dull point is quite sharp. I was really surprised how that, um, how, how long that long point was. Yeah, I was too. Yeah. But it, it looks weird because you're used to the, um, the tapered, the best and friendly that tapers in and this is perfectly straight. So it almost looks like it's ballooning out the other way. Huh. And you, if you like close your eyes, like, what? Yeah. Perfect. But everything in it's plastic, so I didn't know how durable it was going to be, so I dropped it a couple times. It's, it it's still works. Hmm. I dropped it on purpose. <laughs> he I'm, kicked I'm, it. He ran it through the dishwasher. <laughs> Not the dishwasher. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's pretty. I really like the, the colors of it, so I do have it out and plugged in. Hmm. My, um, I own one other pencil sharpener, an electric pencil sharpener that someone sent me. It was like the, the worst thing I ever got to review, and I totally didn't review it because I couldn't think of anything nice to say about it. <laughs> Aside from the fact that it holds a whole year's supply of pencil shavings. <laughs> it's the size of a blender. Wow. Literally. <laughs> wow. But um, you can't empty it because, just, you know, they wind up everywhere. But uh, this little guy was easy to empty. So if you're in the market for an electric pencil sharpener and you like Dixon's, especially if you like those, the beautiful yellow and green, definitely check them out on Amazon. There, there's a pencil yeah. sharpener I really want. It, it looks, um, it, it looks like a KitchenAid mixer. Did you see that post? I, that short post? I yeah, had? That's cool. yeah. It was a, um, <laughs> oh, what was it called? A Morris Sharp. It just, it's insane looking. Yeah, I totally want like one of those. Pot missing. Yeah, it does. So, do you gents want to move on to our pencil heroes? We're running pretty close to an hour already, I think. Sure. I think we... Um, Sounds great. Yeah. I go first, Mr. Andy? Sure. So, um, so yeah, mine is... I, I took mine in a, a little bit different direction in the future. I definitely want to do, like, you know, some literary or, you know, heroes of mine. But um, for now, my the first the first thing that came to my mind was uh, Don Bell, who um, was the proprietor of, pen, of Pencil Things um, back in 2007, 2008, uh, when I bought that... that um, that sampler pack and he's he's really interesting he's a he was an old uh, just a, a retired guy who lived in arizona um he was um he was super friendly I, I emailed him right away and he sent me back this long email just about like how 
Um, you know, they'd, they'd love to have a somebody to review products on the blog. Would I be interested uh, and set up a time to call? And he was, I've, I've never heard anybody who's just so sort of, you know, genuine, genuinely and unpretentiously interested in pencils and a big, just a big fan of pencils. And it wasn't, it wasn't something like, oh, well, I only like, you know, Palomino pencils because they're high quality, something like that. No, he, he, he loved pencils of all kinds. Um, he had a really cool little uh, pencil things gift set that he made a few of. Um, and I, I cringe a little bit at them because they, um, his sort of like preferred font for pencil things is Comic Sans. <laughs> but uh but hey he he was i mean that was his thing he he loved it um he made a whole bunch of those pencils that you could find at um uh, department stores for a while he would take a swarovski pencil uh, crystal and put it at the end of a like one of those black pencils with the the black dyed wood in it and he was super cool um and actually he sold pencil things um I believe in 2009, uh, he was, he had some health problems and he sold it to some people who aren't, uh, they took it in a slightly different direction than I would have wanted them to. Uh, in fact, they, they closed down their blog. Um, and they mostly became like Amazon sellers of like crappy little Japanese erasers, but I mean, they, the, the erasers that look cool, but so I, I know Johnny, you had, you had talked before, I think with Don Bell. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I actually, I was just Googling him again today to try to f- see if I could find out some information about what he's doing nowadays. But I actually sa- saw something on your blog from like 2006, I think. So, uh, yeah, he's the one who actually sort of first introduced me to Charles Berelzheimer, of woodchuck. Um, and which eventually kind of led me to that, that job at pencils.com for a while. And, um, and yeah, so he, Don was super neat. Um, he was, a just a just a guy who really loved pencils, and he had a little tiny business in in Arizona, and he he was a you know an entre- entrepreneur there, and he had a, a good thing going with the pencil things. So I uh, I don't know Don if you'll ever hear this podcast, but I your email address doesn't work anymore. <laughs> so uh, drop me a line sometime if you if you ever hear this. So yeah, he is he is my my kind of personal pencil hero. Awesome. Tim, do you want to go next with Mr. Steinbeck? Sure, but I'm just gonna feel like a, you know, I'm just preaching about uh, celebrities now. You get such a no touching, tri- touching tribute to. I'll have some of my favorite celebrities next time. Don't worry. <laughs> and now I'm gonna talk about a grumpy writer. Uh, yeah, so I, if I had to make a Mount Rushmore of writers, um, and I'm an, I'm an English teacher, I like to write. All that thing, and I read a lot, read all the time. If I had to make a Mount Rushmore, four four faces of literature writers, John Steinbeck would be the first one I'd put up there. Um, I didn't actually read any John Steinbeck until I was in college. I went to a small liberal arts school in Tennessee called Milligan College, and in our humanities class, we read The Grapes of Wrath, and uh, it's one of the maybe. 10 books in my life that I remember, you know, where I was when I read it. And I remember putting, I had one of those highlighters that had the little sticky notes attached to the end and I was just throwing them all over the place because I just like never wanted to forget anything, you know, as I was going through. And and then I ended up reading East of Eden, Cannery Row, as much as I could for a couple of years, uh, read everything. And he's just been a really big influence on me. Um, a good way to sum up what John Steinbeck is like as a writer. Um, actually, David Foster Wallace, I think he committed suicide in 2007, 2008, something mm-hmm. like that. But it was a you know, famous fiction writer, wrote Infinite Jest, which I'm actually reading right now. But he, he said in an interview that he loved John Steinbeck except when he was banging his drum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I actually love when he bangs his drum, and I wish he would always bang his drum. He's very passionate. Um, so he had a really big influence on me, and as being a young pencil or pen pencil writing nerd, at some point in college, I googled what kind of pen or pencil does John Steinbeck use, and that actually led me into my pencil obsession because I found out about the Blackwing, <laughs> uh, and that was sort of the slippery slope to where I am now. Um, and I've got I've got some quotes and things that I was going to read. Uh, from Steinbeck about his pencil usage. Mm-hmm. Um, but just first, just kind of from memory, he was known for being kind of an obsessive writer, and he would write all day long, uh, which is you know noble and great, and he was very prolific. 
but what I'm learning now as I read his collected letters that that also meant that he uh, you know was divorced because his wife had to make the money for like ten years while he just sat around and wrote and you know <laughs> he was wasn't maybe wasn't always the best situation he didn't really like help out a lot and ended up you know having issues because of that but he would write you know all day long uh, and he would always start in pencil hmm. he would write in pencil he would start they say he would start every day with twenty four sharpened pencils uh, and he would he would sharpen all 24 and by the end of the day he would have to sharpen all of them again because he would write until they got to a point that he wasn't comfortable with or whatever and then he would he would move on to the next one. And most of his famous books, uh, Grapes of Wrath came out in 1939, East of Eden was in 1952. Uh, he actually passed away in 1967 or 68. Um, but when he was writing these books, he had what was extremely rare then in which Johnny might hiss but he had a an electric pencil sharpener um <laughs> which was super rare super expensive at the time but he would sharpen all of these pencils at some point throughout the day when he was taking a break and then he would get back to writing and he would actually write when he was before he was super famous uh when he had to kind of pick the most economical way to write he would write in these big ledger books which would have all these crazy line patterns and things for accountants to use. Uh, but he would write in these big ledger books and he would write in a tiny cursive print. Hmm. Uh, and he would do it in pencil. And so he would always, of course, if you're writing in a tiny print, they'd need to be sharp, which makes sense why he switched so often. Uh, but he would write in these books and then he would go on to typing and editing and stuff. But uh, I actually, I was the first thing I was going to read, and this is from a letter he wrote. He has, there's a book out called... Uh, Journal of a Novel, and it's letters that he wrote to his friend while he was writing East of Eden. And while he's writing it, he, he wrote a letter on March 22nd where he said, uh, he says, and now, uh, Pat, I'm going into the fourth chapter. You know, I just looked up and saw how differently my handwriting is from day to day. I think I'm writing much faster today than I did yesterday. This gives a sharpness to the letter. And also, I have found a new kind of pencil, the best I've ever had. Of course, it costs three times as much. Uh, as much too, but it is black and soft and doesn't break off. I think I will always use these. They are called black wings, and they really glide over the paper. And brother, they have some gliding to do before I'm finished. Hmm. Now to the work. It's <laughs> um, kind of a cool quote, but that's where he—that's you know—all he gets associated with black wings so much, and I think 99% of his association with black wings is because of that quote right there. Um, and what, actually, what a quote though. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a great quote. Uh, yeah, but and I, I don't know. I've, I've done as much research as I can with all the books that I have, uh, and I'm still reading through his collected letters. But apparently, at some point, he got frustrated with the black wings because you know, he would call them soft and fine, say they floated over the paper wonderfully and all that. But uh, eventually, maybe they had a bad batch or something. But for a while, he would say that he had some cracking on them as their points. Uh, breaking, and this is actually a quote. He said that all hell would let loose, <laughs> which is very you know that's banging his drum sort of. And then he switched to the Mongol 480 um, pencil, and that was kind of where he ended up. He would actually say that he would write with pencils so much that he would get calluses on the sides of his hands from the hexagonal shape of pencils, and so he would. So he switched to trying to write with only round pencils or pencils that were, you know, semi-hex, like softer corners. Now, I love that he just, yeah. you know, talks so much about something like that because you, mm -hmm. you don't think of like, you know, super, you know, talented writers really caring much about the the tools that they used, only the mm -hmm. actual craft. But I love to see that, you know, he's out there kind of, you know, obsessing over that as, as much as we are. Yeah, there's a, he would, there's a famous uh, post uh, I'm actually going to search for it now as I talk, but there's a there's a post where they talk about his his three favorite pencils that he had mentioned over mm -hmm. time, and and I already mentioned mentioned two, the Blackwing and the Mongol, uh, but he also used a calculator pencil, and I'm trying to find the uh, the actual name. Oh, I have it on uh, I have it on the uh, Pencil Talk site. Here's the Blaisdell Special Grade. Yeah, yeah, and he he actually those were pencils that he had originally swiped. A, Apparently a couple dozen from Fox Film Studio. <laughs> and that, that was one of his favorites, um, which I've not been able to find 
either I have a Blackwing 602, but I've never been able to find that Blaze calculator or the Mongol 480. I've um, always wanted to try them just because of my you know, love for Steinbeck. But mm-hmm. uh, but those were those were kind of his big three: the Mongol 480, the the calculator, and the Blackwing. And he was just passionate about pencils, and that was uh, he even talked about it in the Paris Review um, interview. You know, Paris Review does this art of fiction interview section where they talk about they let writers talk about all sorts of things and one thing they always end up talking about is what they write on and what their process is like and so he talked about pencils and said hexagonal pencil cuts into my finger after a long day you see i hold a pencil for about six hours every day this may seem strange but it's true i'm really a conditioned animal with a conditioned hand (laughs) so so he he thought about pencils a lot and he wanted you know to be in control of that part and i can i can identify that when i'm writing I can't deal with it if I if I don't have something that feels right. Then you know, all I can think about is how crappy the pencil is or how crappy the pen is. So. Yeah. But yeah, he's my he's my first nomination. I'll stop rambling about him, but <laughs> uh, he's my first first nomination. I, I love John Steinbeck. I love his work, and he's actually kind of the reason why I got into pencils in the first place. So that's awesome. Cheers, Mr. Steinbeck. <laughs> yeah. <Cool. coughs> Excuse me. Well, um, like Tim, my pencil hero is also the guy that got me into pencils. Um, lo and behold, I was uh, bored one summer, and um, I was reading um, Movable Feast by Ernest Hemingway. The, um, it's a memoir of his time in Paris that he wrote toward the end of his life, and I think his wife edited it, um, supposedly badly. So um, <laughs> there's this really cool line that uh, Moleskine always quotes that I th- thought I would read this. I, uh, I read this and literally stopped reading and went out and bought a box of pencils. Hmm. This was like, you know, the time of uh, gel pens. People weren't really into fountain pens on the internet very much back then. Um, he writes, in the very beginning, it was a pleasant cafe, warm and clean and friendly, and I hung up my old waterproof on the coat rack to dry and put my worn and weathered felt hat on the rack above the bench and I ordered a cafe au lait. The waiter brought it, and I took out a notebook from the pocket of the coat and a pencil, and I started to write. And then later on, he mentions um, that the story was sort of writing itself when he talks about sharpening his pencil into the saucer of his cup. So if I do that, I totally think I'm having a way and get a little tear in my eye. <laughs> um, but uh, unlike Steinbeck, he, like, he never mentions what kind of pencils he actually liked, like uh, brands or anything like that. Um, even in, I think in... Petrosky, someone, Petrosky or on a website somewhere mentions that weird fact that, like, you know, he'll tell you what kind of beer he likes, what kind of gin he likes, what kind of car he likes, but he never mentions what kind of pencils he uses, hmm. even though I use them every day. I find odd and kind of frustrating because, you know, I want to find the magic pop a pencil that's going to launch my writing career. <laughs> um, another really good book where he talks, well, he talks about pencils a lot, obviously, but um, in For Whom the Bell Tolls, which everyone's probably read. Robert Jordan has this little pocket notebook that he pulls out of his shirt and he draws what the bridge looks like that they're going to blow up. And there's some other cool parts, but if you haven't read it, I don't want to spoil it. Um, so those are super cool. And uh, Hemingway also influenced the way I wrote my dissertation in like really short little sentences that were packed with, like I don't know, smart-assery. <laughs> they made me edit out, <laughs> actually. <laughs> and th- they didn't appreciate my, the Hemingway influence. Um, and you think what was it at the end of his life? He was obsessed with carpenter pencils. He would like go in and write down his weight and his blood pressure on his bathroom wall. <laughs> if you find that, there's a book that came out I think in '99 um, for the centennial of his birthday called I don't remember what it's called. I have a copy of it where they have a really cool picture of him like an old fat drawn on the wall. Of these you know scratchy little slanting lines. Mm-hmm. I totally want to do, but I don't have enough space on the wall in my bathroom. <laughs> but uh, that's my my super super pencil hero. Mm-hmm. But a big E H on the chest and proclaim pencil glory. <laughs> Mr. Ernest if you if you send me a picture of you with a big E H on your chest, I will put that on the <laughs> in the show notes. Shave a big H into my chest. <laughs> <laughs> now we're back to our back to our tattoo talk. Yes. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a it's been a long time since we've talked about tattoos. It's true. Yeah, I actually have one in my notebook. I thought like a hexagonal cross section of a pencil 
with a little mm. dot of lead would be perfect. And I realized that I actually saw it somewhere. It's one of the logos that Generals uses. Oh, nice. It's hmm. a semi-hex pencil. I'm like, lame. I thought that was a really original idea. It's <laughs> still original to you. Yeah. Get away with it. I, I, I find it highly unlikely that people are going to see you walking along the streets and be like, oh, you got that from Generals, huh? <laughs> that person would be my real pencil. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> then you'd be like, yes, I love you. <laughs> I'm be my friend forever. Wherever you go. <laughs> <laughs> I will follow you. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Mm. Oh, uh, I think we, we all sort of hinted at Thoreau mm. because Thoreau's like the American pencil hero. So I don't know, maybe we could do a little snippet on, on him around July 12th for his birthday or something. Yeah, that sounds but good. We have to do it like, you know, do it on our smartphones while we're out walking. <laughs> make it a, yeah. Make it. <laughs> have a remote, remote episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just stay in your cell phone range. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Should so, we uh, talk about the giveaway? Yeah. So for our giveaway, we have five packs of Word Notebooks that I actually have. They're right here, and I have envelopes. So when we pick winners, um, and my wife's off for the summer, so I can get them out the next day. We'll pick our winners on our next podcast on June 30th. That's a Monday. Um, to enter, subscribe to our podcast on the website or on iTunes. Um, leave a comment about who your pencil hero is and why, and then we'll assign each eligible comment a number, and then we'll pick a random five random numbers on the show, and you good folks will get some awesome notebooks in the mail for free, and I'll probably stick some pencils in there. Um, and before we finish, remember where we are. We are at erasable.us. Um, this episode is erasable.us slash eight. And you guys want to say where you could find you on the internet? The interwebs. <laughs> Andy, go ahead. Sure. Um, I am uh, Andy Welfley. I am on Twitter at A-W-E-L-F as in Frank, L-E. Uh, or you can find me uh, at, on Twitter at, at Woodclinched. Uh, you can also uh, just go to woodclinched.com and find all of my contact information there. That is, that is me on the internet. I'm Tim Wassum, and you can follow me on Twitter at writingarsenal, and then my website where I occasionally post reviews and <laughs> blog posts uh, <laughs> as at thewritingarsenal.com. And I'm also on Instagram at uh, thewritingarsenal. And I'm Johnny Gamber. I am on Twitter at Pensolution. I am on Instagram at Johnny Gamber, although I'm contemplating switching that to Pensolution. And I am on the internet when I have time to post on PencilRevolution.com. And this is Erasable Podcast, episode number eight. Please don't erase us from your podcast list. And we'll be back in two weeks with five very, very lucky winners. Thank you for listening. <laughs>